Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my total passion in life is to do anything and everything I can to help you get closer to God. I figure if we can do that, it's going to impact every other area of your life. From your finances, to your family, to your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. Sure, we'll talk musical worship, but more than anything, we'll talk fellowship and real friendship with our Heavenly Father. Abundant life done right. You know, you may be discouraged today, imagining that close communion with God is only for special people. But our mission at the Pure Worship Podcast is to help you discover or rediscover that walking and talking full of purpose connection with God, that you might also empower others in the same way. So be encouraged and join the conversation as we go on the journey together with the Pure Worship Podcast. Hey, don't forget, as you listen to the Pure Worship Podcast, if you need more information, you can always go to jeffdeo.com. That's jeffdeo.com, J-E-F-F-D-E-Y-O.com. We always have free downloads for you as well, so you can take things to the next level. We want to make sure that we are serving you and helping you in every way possible to get closer to God. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, I chat with my amazing co-host, Josh Edwards, the man, the myth, the legend on the topic of the secret place. Of course, this is a term we use when we refer to the time we spend alone with God, reading the word, praying, worshiping through song, listening, or possibly just being still before the Lord. Amazingly, with our busy lives, fewer and fewer people are making time for this life-giving connection with God, and in doing so are missing out on the one thing that breathes strength into every other thing in life. So if you've been wanting to increase your personal connection with God, or you have some questions about the importance of time with God, you'll want to join us for the next few minutes. There are going to be some very special moments you won't want to miss. A couple things to expect, Uh, understanding the both and of time set aside alone with God with no distractions, typically at the start of the day, and time spent with God all throughout the day. Also, Josh touches on the question of why time with God can seem boring by posing the question, who is really boring, God's word or the one reading it? I know you're going to want to check this out. So let me pray, get us started. Father, I thank you so much for everyone listening. I pray that today they would be encouraged by your power, by your strength in their life, that they would be drawn into a deeper place with you. I pray you'd stir up a hunger and a thirst for the things of your kingdom in their hearts, even as they listen. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so without further delay, let's jump into our conversation entitled The Secret Place. Josh, man, what's up, dude? How you doing, Jeff? <laughs> We're here. Oh, we finally got it, man. We got it. Man, I just want to have a conversation with you. Uh, I know that there, to me, there's a lot of terms that we use that... Uh, when we're talking about Christianity, about seeking God, 
uh, when it t- comes to prayer or mm-hmm. time with him, quiet time, those types of terms that, yeah. you know, we use a lot of these terms and sometimes we don't even know what we're saying. Do you, you have know? a relationship <laughs> with Jesus, <laughs> yeah. brother? Yeah. You know, right? I mean, you know, I mean, even like later on, on other podcasts that we'll do like things like your presence, like what does yeah. that mean? We throw these right. terms around, you know, but one of those terms that kind of hits me that I really, really like, but I don't know if everybody always knows what we're talking about when we talk about it, is this term secret place. Hmm. And writing this book, um, one of the things that I felt come as I was praying, as I was writing, sometimes just, I'm just sitting down typing, you know, I'm just hmm. like, and, and feel like the Holy Spirit's just speaking through me, you know, and I'm literally learning as I'm typing. But one of the things that I, I put down was a similar quote to this. It said, the secret to life is the secret place. Hmm. Now, that sounds really cool. You yeah. know? It, sounds, it sounds clever, you know, I think, maybe. It I don't sounds know, maybe real <laughs> mystical. But if you don't know what the secret place is, then it really doesn't matter. If the right. secret to life is the secret place, you're like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. I thought maybe we could spend a little bit of time... Uh, even as we're thinking about this book release of mine, Awakening Pure Worship, the heart of which is to awaken that love and intimacy, fellowship, communion with God, uh, I thought maybe we could spend just a little bit of time talking about this term, secret place, yeah. maybe getting into some scripture about it, um, how how we think of it, what does it mean for us you know, individually to be in the secret place, to hang out in the secret place? What is that? So I don't know. You got some thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, I remember getting some prayer ministry one time and this, this quote, it just kind of came up when we were praying and it says, we don't go, we don't go through life to get to the throne. We go to the throne to get through life. And just Mm. the whole idea, man, like that we can do this Christian life without relationship, without going to the throne. I just think it's kind of like a daydream. And really the Lord is wooing us constantly and always drawing us into that place of community. Union. In my mm. mind, man, the secret place in just one word is communion. Mm. We were designed, created for for communion with the Father. That's That was the plan A, and I think that's what's so profound about the gospel is what Jesus did. He provided the access to bring that back into play. Yes. And so I'm super excited to be here talking with you today, man. Just like, let's yeah. unpack, like, what, what does this even mean? What yeah. are the ramifications in our life? Yep. And, and, and taking it beyond a mystical, spooky thing, exactly. the practical applications yep. of what is living and dwelling yep. in that shelter or that secret place uh, under the shadow of the most high. What does that even mean? Yep. What does it look like? And how can it impact other people? All that stuff. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it, when I think about the term, just the term secret place, obviously there are some things you can kind of glean from the term itself. If we're talking right. about God and we're talking about, Hey, the secret to life is a secret place. Well, what is the secret place? You know, the secret place, and maybe this is just obvious, but, yep. uh, is that place that you hang out with God in secret. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of places, you know, you and I are both in ministry. We're all yep. the time. We're on stages yeah. we're in front of people. I'm in the classroom teaching at yep. North Central. Uh, you're doing stuff with Revive Minnesota, you know, mm-hmm. and we're always in that public place. Correct. And we're worshiping God and we're lifting up Jesus. We're reading scriptures. We're praying publicly, all these things. But what you and I have discovered and we're still working working out in our lives is there's something that has to precede all of that. Yeah. And it's this place that where, cause you and I are in a place where everyone's watching, 
know, even even listen to this podcast. You know, yep. this is this is not the secret place. This is a public place. You and me together hanging out, but with other people listening yep. in and all that. But there's something that has to precede that in our relationship that's actually going to make the public place work better. I mean, part mm-hmm. of you and I's heart is we want to be authentic. Yes. And we can even talk about that for hours, you know. Mm-hmm. We want to be authentic. So if we want to be authentic in the public place, then we've discovered through Scripture, through spending time with God, that there's this secret place that we need to go to mm. where it's just me and God. It's not even... I wouldn't even say the secret place is the place that I'm at church and I, I am getting alone with God in the crowd. You know, that's a, that's another place and it's a good place, but it's just really when I come down into my basement or I go into my office or it's just me in my car and it's just me and God by ourselves, by, by myself with God. Uh, there's something powerful that happens when we set aside every other distraction, nobody's watching, and you start communing, like you said, communing, fellowshipping, hanging out with the God of the universe. I mean, is yeah. that even possible, Josh? I yeah, mean- well, it seems <laughs> it seems like this freaky concept, but I love it. You know, as like what you're saying, man. We are we are very much in the public kind of forum, but really, at the end of the day, what is relationship? looks like like with me and my wife it yeah we have a relationship with our children and, and the, great. my kids see us have this relationship but but what about behind closed doors when it's just her and I and talking and and you know trying to do this life together sometimes even that is a little weird and so you know I know I'm just gonna get a little TMI moment there you here go. everybody there you go. but you know throughout my life Jeff I th- I've struggled with intimacy yeah and I'm not talking sexual stuff I'm yeah. talking like like just really knowing somebody. And so if I've had struggles with that, with just people that I know and people that I love and respect and honor, how much weirder is that with this God that sometimes I'm just like, man, I don't know what this looks like. But then there are moments and there's glimpses, man, where it's like, oh, that's intimacy. That's allowing the Lord to look into me and me to look into him and and just knowing one another. Um, I just think of of, uh, you know, the old Testament guys like Jacob and Abraham and Moses. And it's like a couple of these dudes says, and they met with God face to face. And I've longed for that. My entire life is what does that look like to just to to know and to be known? And really that's, that's what intimacy is all about. And we discover that in the secret place. But again, what does that even really look like? I mean, you know, so, I mean, you and I both have times that we spend alone with God and you know, it, so we, we're kind of starting here. The idea of if if the secret to life is the secret place, we'll get to that in a minute. Like, well, what does that mean? The secret to life. Now we're just kind of defining what the secret place is, right? So it's this place where we hang out with God alone. Yeah. And then what does that look like? So, you know, and some of this stuff, you know, you, you feel like sometimes you're preaching to the choir here. But mm-hmm. like for me, it involves three, three things. It involves, uh, for the most part, it involves a thing we call prayer where there's uh, uh, communication happening with God. And of course, the best communication is a two-way communication. So it's not just me rattling off phrases and and, uh, saying saying my requests for the day or whatever, but it's actually me talking to God and then actually allowing him to talk to me as well. And that's a whole can of worms right there. Like, what? You you actually hear from God, you know? And I mean, I think we could get into some of that stuff. But, uh, you know, so it involves that prayer element of me just talking with God. Yeah. And sometimes I think we, we, we make that too big of a thing in the sense that 
prayer you know it has to be so perfect or whatever but it's Mm -hmm. just like me just like you and i are talking here it's like me and god you and god talking and i'm sometimes when i pray and i'm actually talking to god i will say things spontaneously that i feel like he's actually telling me yeah so i learn his voice through the things that i'm saying yep so and then there are other times where i'm being quiet and then i hear an impression i got an impression or something like that through prayer that happens. So you got prayer and then you got, you know, studying this book, you know, mm-hmm. and really it's, to me, it's kind of like prayer because this is his voice yep. communicating back to me. And it's me then taking in what he is saying in this secret place when no one's watching, I'm not preparing a sermon, you know, right now we're like we said, we're in this public place, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got some scriptures we want to read and we've got things we want to share with people yeah. and stuff. But when I'm not, when there's no people around, I'm not worried about that. Mm. I'm not worried about trying to impress somebody or have the right scripture or say it the right way. It's just me trying to learn this word of God and me hanging out with God through his word. So he's doing that. That's happening in the secret place. And then of course, for me too, I, uh, and for you as well, but the musical aspect of worship where I'll just turn on uh, a CD or or an MP3 or whatever, and I'll just start to worship God with singing, Mm. uh, put on some Bethel or Hillsong or something like that, you know, and, yep. and just start singing and worshiping God. And there's something, there's something powerful about it when I'm in my church yep. and it's all of us together. And there's this powerful, you look around and you go, wow, all of us making one sound, one voice, one heart. Amazing. But there's something different and they're equally good, but there's something else that happens when it's just me yeah. singing to God and nobody's so cool. watching, right? Yes. There's yep. nothing to prove. Yeah. It's just me. I'm not like, God, I hope God likes the sound of my voice, you yeah, know? Because right. honestly, when I'm leading worship in a public place, I am thinking about yep. that sometimes. You know, totally. I'm thinking, oh no, what if I forget the lyrics? Yep. But if I'm in this place with God, I'm not thinking, if I miss a lyric, it doesn't really matter because a lot of times I'm making up my own lyrics yeah. anyways. So yeah. this beautiful thing that happens, I don't know, talk to me about about your thoughts on all that. You know, man, immediately when you're talking, I'm thinking about King David. Hmm. And, and far, no, yep. forget King. He wasn't even King. There you go. He was a boy, a shepherd boy, ministering to the heart of the Lord out with the sheep. I mean, just a young dude. And then when he's in the courts of, of King Saul and ministering to the Lord, it's actually like, man, driving out demons in this thing. And there's this, this, the whole other crucial element of like what worship does to the atmosphere. But that... I don't think David was thinking about that. He was thinking about how can I connect with my father? And he had tapped into this crazy secret, the secret place when it was just him and the Lord with a bunch of sheep out in the field. And he was ministering to the Lord on his harp. And so like for me, I think some of my most profound times when I felt the presence of the Lord, when I've heard him speak to me, uh, I wouldn't say audibly, but man, I just kind of that impression where my songs become prayers and my prayers become songs. It's like, it's this, this communion between me and the father. That's when the Lord really has spoken to me the clearest I feel. And I think it's, it's more about me being in a place that I'm willing to hear because I'm my heart is quiet enough. I'm still communicating with the Lord, but my heart is quiet enough to, for the Lord to really speak into me. Yeah. And so I, I love those times. I look forward to those times. I wish I would do that more. And sure. I feel like the Lord even drawn me deeper into that. But, um, but sometimes when you kind of get used to the public setting, it's hard to rediscover. Yeah that secret place. And yeah. man, can I just share a quick story yeah, of, go for of it. 
you know, of that whole thing. Just a couple of weeks back, I was on my way. It was about 4.30 in the morning. I was driving up I-35 going to pick up some of our missionaries. And uh, I just said, Lord, I just want to come to the secret place. Again, this idea of just being with just him and I. And uh, I remember I just shut off my music. I just said, Lord, bring me to the secret place. And just before me, like, I, you know, this some weird some of you guys out. The Bible says in Joel 2 that talks about in, in, in these days that God's going to give dreams and visions. And, and I had this vision, you guys, of, of me just standing before the throne of grace. And I just saw Papa, mm. the father, you know, didn't see his face, but I just he just grabbed me by his arms. He just held me in his lap and he was rocking me. And, and you know, I'm, a three, I'm 316 pounds of heavenly joy, y'all. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm a big boy for the Papa just to gracefully pick me up. And, 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 and the Lord was just like, this is the strategy for your ministry. You just come to the secret place. You just be held by me. And as I did that, I just, I just was weeping and, you know, trying to stay on the road because I'm driving at 4.30 yeah. in the morning. But it was just this profound place of I was receiving love because I kind of get to this place where I'm pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, even on the platform, even on the streets. Yes. And the Lord's just like, just come and receive from me. I have so much to give you and to do in you. And, and really the biggest thing is I just want a relationship with you. Yeah. I just want my boy to come up on my lap. And so, you know, that was a little more ethereal and out there of, of a vision, but I remember just the feeling I felt of just like the Lord embracing me. And it was just like, man, it just melted all fear yep. and it broke stuff off of me and it just made me long for him more. Yeah. So, well, it, it makes me think really when I talk about awakening pure worship, um, I'm not really talking about singing, uh, although singing is a part of that. Yeah, right? absolutely. But we're talking about this life. Uh, we're talking about communion with the Father. We're talking about something that happens when you set aside time for the Lord by yourself. Yeah. Now, there are sometimes, uh, and I've heard this more honestly of late uh, from some folks, they kind of have this revelation uh, and they'll come to me like, ah, oh, Jeff, I had this I had this revelation, you know, um, that I really don't need to set aside specific devotional time for God every day because I realize that I should spend time with him all day, every day. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it's an amazing thing that happens. What happens here, though, is the pendulum swings from one extreme to the other mm. instead of it's this both and issue. Right. Yeah. So what ends up happening is people are like it's an incredible revelation when you realize, wait a minute. I've been reading my Bible maybe for 15 minutes a day and, you know, praying for a few minutes a day or whatever. And then I leave that space and I totally go away from, uh, from thinking about God at all. And I go into my everyday life. And then all of a sudden you have this revelation, wait, I don't have to leave him. Mm -hmm. I can be with him all the time, all day long. So then sometimes what can happen is people go, oh, that's actually the key. And so I don't need that secret alone time. Right. I'm just with God all the time, right? right? So, but we're trying to emphasize something here that is different than corporate worship. Yeah. It's something that's different than when you're with other people with God. And what I've discovered is because here's, here's how this goes, right? If I went to Martha, my wife, mm -hmm. and I said, hey, babe, I had this revelation, right? I had this revelation. I don't need to take you on date nights anymore yeah. because we're together all the time, yep. you know? Right. Uh, she would be like, I don't think so. <laughs> you know? yep. I mean, so it, it becomes this both and where 
like we call it, you could say it's a date morning, date night, whatever, but it's date nights with God. It's hanging out with God. And there's something powerful. If I told Martha, well, because we're together all the time, we don't need a time alone. Well, that's crazy because right. we need time where we can go to a nice restaurant. The lights are down low. We've got mm. candlelight and it's just her oh and my. me and oh, there's no Jesus. distractions. We Lord, got, we got, me. we got good food on the table, you know, whatever. <laughs> and we're just hanging out together yeah. and we're talking together face to face. Yep. no distractions right now it'd be funny then if I follow that up with uh, what about the opposite of that what if I went to and I said you know what let's just do date nights and never spend time together outside of date nights well that would be more like dating not marriage right I right mean, feel like I'm gonna go we, every time we're together we're just on a date night well that's not the case either it's not one or the other it's a both and mm. with this secret place but we don't want to what I don't want people to do is I don't want people to underestimate the secret place. Yeah. If anything, we need to fight for, I mean, you even said a minute ago, you're like, man, this is something I wish I was doing more of. And I would mm -hmm. say the same thing. And mm -hmm. we are literally asking people, challenging people as we challenge ourselves to find more time in the secret place. Absolutely. Believing, and we'll get to this here. I'm going to let you share in a second here, but we're going to get to why is that such an important deal? Why is it such a big deal for the rest of your life? If the secret to life is the secret place, then how is spending time with God alone all this time going to help the rest of my life? Yeah. Oh man, what incredible time chatting with Josh. Man, I just have a blast. It's so different when I'm just talking about myself. It just doesn't come out the same. But with the two of us back and forth, man, the Pure Worship Podcast uh, is changing my life. <laughs> I hope you're encouraged. Uh, now we're going to get into some things in a minute about how Jesus really is the great exemplifier for us in this whole thing. But as a reminder, if you need more information, would like to check us out on the web, you can go to jeffdio.com. That's right. It's jeffdio.com. We do try to provide free downloads for you to take this to the next level. Uh, we're even putting together a 21-day study that you can do on your own that goes along with the book that I just released entitled Awakening Pure Worship. But you can check out more details as they become available. And we'll give you some more free downloads. We're creating that 21-day experience as well as a seven-step devotional that you can take your team through. You can do it as a small group. You can do it with your worship team. But you can go through the whole book in seven steps. All right, so we're going to get back to the Pure Worship Podcast. We know that Jesus was busy doing ministry. He was all the time going all over the place, healing people, feeding people, raising people from the dead. But he too had a secret to his life. And it's something that you and I need to take notice of. So let's get back to our conversation on The Secret Place. So what immediately would just, I think about is, man, who modeled this the best? Hmm. It's Jesus. Yeah. So he he literally like over and over and over and over throughout the the New Testament, it says that Jesus often withdrew. Yeah. To pray, to find, to go to that secret place of communion yes. with his Father. 
uh, you know, Jesus says, I only do what I see my father doing. I only hear what I hear my father speaking. And Jesus modeled his whole ministry, his whole life out of that principle. Now you see this in John three and four, where you, where you see the Holy Spirit coming, like he gets baptized by his cousin, John, he comes out of the water, Holy Spirit comes down like a dove and bam, you hear this thunder in the heavens. Hmm. This is my son whom I'm well pleased. Yes. Okay. So Jesus had the Holy Spirit. He was living this out. Yep. Then why did he need to go and spend time. Yep. We have the living, we have the same spirit that raised Christ from the yes. dead inside of us, but Jesus set the, he set the, the standard, the model, the tone. He said, man, let's get, I just got to get away. Yep. And he just went to be with his father. Good. And uh, so, yeah, I've just been thinking about that. That's good. You know, one of the things that I think about when I think about the secret to life is the secret place is I think about all the distractions in our lives I think about all the things that we desire. We have hopes, we have dreams. And then I also think about all the pains that people have. Yeah. Circumstances, death, uh, struggles, relationship breakups, all these things. And I think, what is the answer to all of that? You know, whether we long for success or we have these dreams that we feel like we're supposed to accomplish, uh, God is not willing, and I think this is for our good, but to let us achieve all the things that we want to achieve outside of intimate relationship with him, mm. because that is the thing that he's designed us for. Yep. He hasn't designed us as sometimes people preach about to go out and change the world apart from intimacy or relationship with him. We're That's not good. lone rangers out there trying to do it. But a lot of times we are, we're driven by success. We're driven by, uh, the things we want to accomplish our own dreams, you know, uh, some kind of uh, invention that we want to create or some idea. And yet God is calling us back. He's saying, look, don't depart from me and go try to do your dreams because I'm the one who gave you the dream to begin with. Right. If there Absolutely. is a dream, and I believe there is, th you know, there are things that God's called us to do that are great things, whether it's finding a cure for cancer yeah. or some other kind of major invention or something like that. But he puts those things in our hearts, but not at the, so that it will be at the expense of relationship with him. Because yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of our lives, that's the thing that's going to count the most is where we stand with God. And then, so you, so you talk about the dreams and all that, but then you talk about the pains and the struggles that people have in their life, right? You, you have a lost loved one, um, or you have some that you have a, a, a child that's not saved. Yeah. Um, you have all these situations, your house burns down, right? We just had a friend, uh, whose house just burned and, mm -hmm. and there's so much loss there and struggle and all that. So how do you deal with these things? Well, I like to call the secret place, the healing place mm -hmm. too. This is the place awesome. where you go for answers, yeah. right? This is the place. Yeah. It's not you calling up. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I have counselors, have mentors, have family members that you can call, have friends. You know, I had a, a mentor say to me one time, it's so cheesy, but it's so true. So many people go to the phone before they go to the throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but the, the secret place is the healing place. Yeah. It's the provision place. Are you struggling with your finances? Well, go out and get another job. Yes, but who's the provider? He's Jehovah Jireh, right? Mm -hmm. So go spend time with the provider. I can, yeah. I could go off on all this stuff because I feel like so many people, somebody would say, well, I'm depressed, Jeff. I'm like, you know what? 
I think part of the reason people are depressed is because they're not hanging out with the joy maker. Yeah. They haven't hung out. They're not spending time. There's even sickness that happens. And, uh, that is the reason is because we're not hanging out with the healer. Yeah. You know, I would even say when we're praying for healing, before you even ask for healing, I would just go spend time with the healer. Yes. You know what I mean? And there's healing. There's there's natural and supernatural healing that comes to us just by, so it's the healing place. It's the joy place. Yeah. It's the provision place. It's the secret place where we find ourselves with God alone. Yep. Absolutely. I love this scripture. Just bear with me for one sec, guys. This is so rich. And this is Psalm 27. It says, Mm -hmm. the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? When evildoers come against me to devour my flesh, Mm -hmm. my foes and my enemies stumbled and fell. Though an army deploys against me, my heart is not afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, still I am yeah. confident. And this is what it says, Jeff. Come on. I have asked one thing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. It is this which I desire. Man, I can just feel it. To dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple, for he will conceal me with his shelter yep. in the day of adversity. So <clears throat> I'll just keep going. Just one more verse. He will hide me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock, and then my head will be high above my enemies around me. I will offer sacrifices in his tent with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Do you see the progression here? So he comes with a problem. He's like, man, my my enemies are surrounding me. And then in verse 4 and 5, he says, this is the one thing I desire, that I would dwell in the in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to, to, to behold him in the sanctuary, man, to, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. And then it finishes up with, and then when I come out of that secret place, it's then that he'll conceal me yes. with his with his with the shadow of his wings and all the other stuff all, all the wars that happen and break out around me it doesn't matter it yeah. kind of goes back to that thing of we don't go to the throne yep. uh <clears throat> for any other reason like like we we go to him because he has the words of life and he wants yep. to speak those into us so we go to the throne to get through life. We don't go throughout this whole life to die and eventually go to the throne. Yeah. It's now, it's present. He's He's here right now extending his hand of fellowship and relationship with yeah. us. I mean, when I hear you read that scripture too, it's so powerful. You have all these enemies that say, all these enemies are coming against me, so what do I do? Well, I go to the secret place. Yes. I go to that hidden place. And when I think about it, we know that in New Testament theology that we don't war against flesh and blood. So this whole term of enemies that we use in the Old Testament, it's like, ah, we don't really have physical enemies in the same way that David and Asaph and Jaduth and all those guys had Mm -hmm. who were writing the Psalms. But we obviously have spiritual enemies, the devil, demonic powers, dark forces, all that. But one of the things the Lord has hit me with is what I was just talking about is that our enemy is depression. Our enemy is rage. Yes. Our enemy is lust. Yeah. And fear, how do anxiety. we fear yeah. anxiety? How do we overcome these things yeah. in the secret, secret place. place? That's it, man. That's where it happens. So people are like, oh, I've been fighting depression all my life. Are you in the secret place? Yeah. And I'm not trying to, you know, there are, there are certainly things that, that people can get, whether, uh, you know, uh, worldly helps, uh, whether it be people helping you or medication or whatever. But at the end of the day, the ultimate medication is the healer himself. Yes. And that's Him. what's so beautiful. People could say, man, I don't know. I can't get my healing. I can't get my freedom. But I'm telling you, if you will 
forsake all else and you will find yourself alone with God for an hour, for two, for however long it takes. I mean, I got, I got to read this, this Psalm too, man. Psalm 63. And this is one of my absolute favorites. Oh, man. Don't tune, don't tune out. Right. Uh, listen to this. Oh God, you are my God. Mm. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water, right? In the enemy place. I have seen you in your sanctuary. Ask yourself that. Have you seen him in the sanctuary lately? It says, and gazed upon your power and your glory. Have you found yourself? Have I found myself gazing upon his power, Mm. his beauty, his freedom? Your love, your unfailing love is better to me than life itself. How can you say that stuff? I mean, I can keep going. Psalm 63, you should go read it, pull it out. But one of the things that hit me, and maybe you could touch on this too, Josh, would be, oh my goodness, some people would say, and I think I used to be there, but they would say, "But, but Jeff, like, it's so boring to hang out in the secret place. Like I, <laughs> like I could read my Bible for like three minutes and I could say a couple prayers. Um, and, and, and then I'm like, like falling asleep or, or bored to death. How can you say that your love is better to me than life? Your unfailing love is better <laughs> to me than life. It's kind of boring. Like, how, what do you say to that? You Have you been there before? Absolutely. Right. But I think, that's why we got to come up to a higher plane. Yeah. Like sometimes you got to go climb the mountain to get to the secret place and Uh-oh. come up, come up to a little bit of a higher place of, you know, I heard uh, a guy from uh, International House of Prayer down in Kansas City. He said, if you think God's boring, you should just say, God's not boring. You're boring. Yeah. And really like, and that's not <laughs> Who's the, the real problem. That's here, not right? to, it's, it's the common denominator, man, in all of these scenarios is me. Yeah. It's the Bible's boring if it's like, it's not the Bible. (laughs) Yeah, it's me. It's my lack of hunger. Yes. So I've gotten. Say that again. Say that again. It's it's because of a lack of hunger. Oh, hunger for the word. Right. Hunger for the things of God. So we've lost our appetite. Correct. For the secret place. Right. How do we rekindle that? How do we stick that back up again? Well, you you just, you, I think we, we go there. We have to continually just like set our minds to, you know what, Lord? You know what, Jeff, just to be honest, every time I go to the secret place, quote unquote, I don't always feel the Lord. Oh, yeah. And so I think that's what's so important when we go to scripture is we're like, okay, it's written. So regardless of my feelings, this is what it says. And I need to, I think that's what faith is, is it's more than belief. It's putting your full trust and confidence in something. And so I think that's what, that's important, uh, you know, and then there are those glorious times where I I physically feel the tangible presence of the Lord. There's tears and and there's emotions and goosebumps and all that stuff. But sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's just... I'm coming by faith, right? right? Yes. And I'm just coming because I know I've, I've been in the secret place. But like you were saying, though, the, the way to stir up an appetite or a hunger, and we're actually going to talk about this in another podcast yeah. in the future. We'll get into it a lot more. Mm. But you can actually awaken your taste buds to like food that you currently say that you don't like. It's yeah. called acquiring a taste for right. something, right? Absolutely. How many people like their first swig of black coffee? Mm. You know, very few people, their first taste of black coffee, but you can actually develop a taste for it over time if you consume it. Right. So if you begin to consume time in the secret place, you actually build a taste, a hunger for the secret place. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. And you know, Jeff, another thing for me, man, is... 
I can't do this. Like I can't even get hungry by myself. Hmm. I actually have gotten to the place where I need to, I need to say, Holy spirit. I need you to awaken and stir up hunger within me. Yes. Because it's a prayer. You're asking. So this whole thing, it begins with prayer. It ends with prayer. It is prayer. This whole relationship, I think that's prayer in a nutshell is one word. It's relationship. So if you're struggling getting to the secret place, one of the things that you do is you ask. Ask. We say this, right? The Bible says you have not because you ask not. I think it's one of the last, one of the things that we do the least that we should do first. Yeah. We literally say, and like, be honest with God, like, God, I don't feel this. Or God, I don't want to come and be alone and read this word right now, but I'm asking you to stir up a hunger in me, right? I mean, you're just asking and he will be faithful to help you with that. Cause as you said, you can't do it on your own. You need his help. I need his help for everything. Yes. It's full dependence on him. That's good. You know, I think about one more thing uh, on my end is just Acts 4.13. It's Mm. this simple little scripture that says, when talking about the apostles, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary yep. men. They were astonished yep. and took note that these men had been right. with Jesus. That's right. And so for me, you guys, just real practically, I think it's it's really important for us to kind of, it, it's, it's, it's bigger than ourselves. It, it starts with us getting that hunger and going after the Lord and going to the secret place. But I'm telling you, when we get this, Jeff, when yeah. we when we start living this out, it'll 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 flow into every arena of our life. Yes. And we're gonna be talking about that in other podcasts coming up. Yep. Just like practical applications of yep. what is it, you know, at, with worship and prayer in yes. the secret place, the outflow of that it should impact every area of our life. But I'm telling you guys, when they saw the courage of yep. Peter and John, they attributed that because they had been with Jesus. Yep. Well, and it's going to, as you said, it'll affect everything. When we say that that the secret to life is the secret place, we're saying that, are you having marriage problems? Yeah. Well, yeah. Get some counseling. Talk with your wife. There are certain techniques you can have. Talk with your husband. But the best counseling you can get is you and Jesus alone. You will become the husband or the wife that you are called to be if you will spend time with the ultimate husband right he is the husband we're the bride he's the husband he's the groom and he knows best how to be a good spouse he knows what it takes so if you hang out with him his techniques his ways of loving someone else in a relationship is gonna they're they're gonna rub off on us yeah so we spend time in the secret place and it will change every arena in our life uh, so I got one last challenge. I, I want to, as, as we leave people, I want to challenge everybody. However much time you're spending in the secret place uh, right now, it could be once a month that you're like reading your Bible, or maybe it's five minutes a day. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a couple times a week, wherever you are at. I am challenging you. We are challenging you to increase that time because you are not going to get to the end of your life and say, oh, I wish I had never spent so much time in the secret place. (laughs) It's just not going to happen, John. And I mean, I'm preaching to myself right now because there's no way that there's ever going to be a time where I go, man, I just wish I hadn't spent so much time with Jesus. Now, could it be that you would exclude yourself so much that you're never around people and you never go out of the house? You know, of course, that wouldn't be a good thing. But I don't think that's most people's problem. Mm-hmm. You know, most of us can stand to double, triple, or even quadruple our time with the Lord, and it would never phase all the other things that we're doing in life. But we're so afraid 
that we're gonna miss out on something. We're so afraid that we won't get something done. But I'm telling you, one of the beauties of the secret place is it increases everything. Yeah. It allows you to get more accomplished in your job. Yeah. It allows you to be more efficient. It allows you to be a better parent. It allows you all the bad habits that you have. A lot of that stuff will begin to, to go away. And so you're taking time away from that. The more you grow an appetite for God, the less you have an appetite for the things of the world. So it changes everything. So our challenge to you is, is let's increase I would challenge you, and then this is maybe this is really crazy for some people to think about, but could you get to the place? I'm just gonna say it. Could you potentially get to the place where you would spend an hour, oh, an hour a day? Oh, Jesus. I know, I know. It's crazy, right? Like an hour a day alone hmm. with God. What would it cost you? Josh, you and I are both saying that we believe that if people will give an hour of their life, they will get back more than a hundred times right. that in their life, like literal time. I, I feel like God slows the calendar down. He slows the time down. He allows me to get more accomplished as I spend time with him because I'm more productive. I'm more whole. I'm, I'm, I've walked with him. I'm healed. And so then I'm, I'm more efficient in my everyday life as well. So I just challenge you, let's do that. Let's just say, Hey, could you get to an hour? And you know what? If you couldn't get to an hour, let's start with 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Could you spend 15 minutes a day? Could you set your alarm? Could you turn off the TV at night, 15 minutes earlier and say, Hey, when I go to bed, I'm going to get some more sleep so that I can get up 15 minutes uh, earlier. And, and honestly, I feel like the best time, Hey, spend time with God wherever you can, mm -hmm. but the best time to do it is often when you start your day. It's such a powerful way uh, to prepare yourself for the rest of the day. Well, it's what we're going to be doing forever. It so is. We it might is. as well get a jump start on that. It is now, man, it's good stuff, Josh, really good stuff. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for just pouring out from your heart. I love chatting with you. This is cool. So the secret to life is a secret place. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see you soon. All right, well, that wraps up our first ever Pure Worship podcast, talking about the secret place with Josh Edwards. I'm Jeff Dio. Man, I hope you got something really awesome out of that podcast. I know it challenges me even as we were talking and having that discussion. Man, there's just nothing more important than spending time alone with God. It really is going to affect everything in your life. Everything else is going to work better when you spend time alone with God. That doesn't mean your life's going to be perfect, but it does mean that you are going to be walking hand in hand uh, with God through the process. And he's going to be there with you. You're going to be trusting him. You're going to hear his voice because you've been spending time with him like you would with a friend face to face. As always, you can visit us online at jeffdo.com. And join us next time as Josh and I share our testimonies of how God awakened pure worship in our lives. See you on the next Pure Worship podcast.